Welcome back to this week's episode on the Baby Got This podcast. Mixing it up, trying something fresh, ditching the intro, getting straight into it because we're busy. We got shit to do. <laughs> you don't need to hear the same shit every single time you tune into an episode. So, yeah, cracking on. So excited to bring this energy into this episode today and the future episodes I've got lined up for you guys. I have some fucking epic interviews lined up, including today's interview. You're going to love it so much. Um, yeah, I'm just bringing this high value, new level energy to you, to your ears, to help you think greater, boost that self-worth, get you performing better, all of the things. So let's crack on. In today's episode, I interviewed the incredible Stepha Doyle. We connected on Instagram. I fucking love Instagram. We just like became besties straight away. I was like, girl, you need to be on this episode. Share what you have to share because her story is so powerful. She is an international branding photographer, creative wildcard, content creator, speaker, and facilitator. Stepha is also the co-founder of Daydream, Dream Day Photography, and Creative House. Above all titles she holds, she is human as fuck, which you will definitely experience in this episode. She's here for both the magic and the realness. Yes, yes, yes. Her vision, art, and work centers around self-expression, creativity, aliveness, humanness, fueled by her fierce story of reclamation through the loss of her mom to suicide at the tender age of 17. Her dreams are to connect, empower, and enliven, big word for me, (laughs) enliven the lives she touches. Stepha brings the hashtag bad bitch energy through her rebellious heart and expressive soul All she wants is for the world to own the same within themselves. She is a Leo sun. Feisty. Love it. Big, bold. Fucking let's not go down the astrology path because um, we'll be here all day. But love this. Love this. She's obsessed with pink sequins, cosmopolitans, and really fucking living this one wild life. How is that for an intro? And seriously, our chat is next level it is human as fuck it is real and we dive deep into how grief can paralyze us from our success and how to turn that around how to use your grief as your fucking superpower but not diminish the pain and you know try and what's the word you know like cover it up like gaslight it is that is that the right word (laughs) it's about helping you you move through the grief you have and not let it stop you from living this one fucking epic life and creating the business and the life of your dreams so enjoy i hope you loved it as much as we love i'm here with the fabulous stepha doyle and what a fucking intro that was (laughs) yay thank you for having me hashtag bad betch energy that's it. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I stumbled across this gorgeous human and please go and stalk her Instagram because that's how I found you. Um, and it's bright. It's fabulous. It's sparkly. It's energetic. It's all the things. And I stumbled across her Instagram in a in one of her reels that went viral. 
I'm saying it's gone viral. <laughs> I don't know if it has, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Manifesting. Manifest it. And I was like, Stefan needs to come on the podcast. Um, I know you have a huge story and a really powerful story. And I feel like I just went deep real quick just now. Let's do it. <laughs> but welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Um, wow, drinking the coffee. I didn't think that far ahead. <sighs> I want a coffee. <laughs> and I could like teleport it through the screen to you. Yeah. That would be great. Well, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am really good and really excited. And we were just saying before, I love the power of the internet and how we can connect with people around the world. Like I know there's things with the internet that we're like, ugh, but really I think it's fucking epic and yeah. like the best thing ever. So I'm just grateful to be here and have a chat and see what comes out of my mouth yeah. <laughs> to be honest well is it disclaimer here for your entertainment <laughs> that's my that's my highest goal with this like look we're going to add value but well we're going to educate inspire but the entertainment I think that's the top of the list oh my god totally nothing like a boring podcast to listen to oh we're not about that no okay. yeah. uh, well so it's all about the baby you've got this moment and I'd love for you, we'll get straight into it, dive into a time where you've had to have this, baby, you've got this moment. If you have multiple, like if some more come up, please share it. But take us, take us back, take us on the journey. I feel like there are so many moments, of course, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that says that. I feel like just being in business in general is like constant, like it's one big, babe, you've got this, and then like multiple moments along the way I really think as an artist and a creative who is in business and you know the relationship between art and making money and selling and the two like coming together I think there's been a really deep journey of well I think everything actually just gets unearthed all of your doubt all of your worries all of your fears your insecurities your shadows (laughs) the ways that you question yourself the ways that you relate to yourself um and so I feel like throughout this whole process, like in different evolutions and different seasons of my art and my, I guess, creativity, it's, and, and, you know, working with different clients along the way as well, it's like that remembering to really back myself and back my art and back what I'm creating and back the bigger vision too because there's obviously going to be hiccups along the way. There's going to be moments when, you stumble when I, there's moments when I've definitely stumbled and it's like the stumble doesn't matter. It's just how well you can pick yourself up afterwards, right? 100%. So I feel like that's, you know, it's a bit of a a generalised answer to that. I I think like the part of me that wants to go deep, the classic me. (laughs) I think it's, uh, yeah, I really think like, the babe you've got this really happened when I was 17 and I lost my mum to suicide and you know she was my only parent I don't have any siblings like we were just saying uh and yeah 17 is a really I think any age is obviously awful to experience grief and traumatic loss and the loss of a parent but there was something just about 17, you're in those, you're between worlds, you know, you're, you're, I'm out of high school about to like enter the real world, but not quite in the real world and, and no fucking idea what I'm doing. And so I think 
that whole time and even just getting through like that first night after finding out, which was like a babe, you've got this moment. Like I literally, I was away, I got home and I had my head in my hands on um, the kitchen counter and uh, two things came to me. And I'm, I'm always like, I don't know if it was fucking God, the universe, myself, my higher self, my heart, like who fucking knows? I don't need to know. But I said to myself, feel all there is to feel and you'll be okay. And if this helps one person, if this story helps one person, then you've been truly successful. I don't love the wording of that second thing now that I'm 31, but at the time, pretty fucking profound to have these moments. And I think, you know, that to me was like, I mean, in that moment I was so fragmented, like beyond even being cognizant of how fragmented I was, I think just so broken, so numb. But this real, like, I can almost see it and feel it, like, in that moment, that, like, big, like, hug, you fucking got this. Yeah. That has that has guided me through. Even moments now, like, you know, obviously I'm human. I get caught up in shit. I get caught up in little things and I have these little stumbles in business. But I'm like, nothing is ever as bad as that. So it's like, I fucking got this. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they're my two probably really, like, key moments it's you're probably like me where and like you know going down the personal development road and learning to think greater and and change perspectives on things and actually find the gifts in situations and when I read this part of your story when you're sharing it with me in your bio and um how my brain goes straight to the fucking gift in that look at the gift that your mum gave you as much as you know the ego part of our brain is like but my you know, my mum passed away and we had grief last year. Daniel's only sister mm-hmm. crashed into a tree, left a one-year-old behind. It was fucked. It was so fucked. Um, and grief, like never felt grief like that before in our lives. Mm. And, you know, in hindsight, you do look back and you realise, like, what is the gift in it? Anyway, I love, I love, I've actually struggled saying this. I'm like, fuck Kim, you don't sound compassionate at all. But I'm like, but there's a gift in it. There's like, mm-hmm. there's something that your mum left you. You know, look at you as a, becoming an 18-year-old, stepping into adulthood. Fuck, I did not have that any responsibility. Like, I didn't know how to be responsible. I was like a child. Yeah. For so long. I was so naive. Like, look at, oh, do you know, I can't even get the words out now. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's interesting. My, like, yeah, I've done the personal development route for a couple of years now and, yeah, like I've, it's gifted me so much. I feel like I've just come into this neutral point in my journey too of just like, and it's probably because I've got the awareness and I've done the work and I've been like, I guess, more consciously healing. don't know yeah. how to call that, that word, but more present with that stuff. But, yeah, it's interesting, like the way I've, I observe people in life, it's like I don't ever want to subscribe to the idea that you have to experience severe trauma in order to appreciate the magic, the beauty of life. But naturally what I see, like the deeper you've gone, (laughs) the higher you soar. And, you know, when I talk to people about their grief and I think when you're first grieving, you know, like it's just you're just swimming in like the deepest, darkest ocean of and you're like struggling to get air right. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, I've had some people who are, um, I guess, newer in their grief journey and they're like, oh, like, you know, struggling to find that gift. And I'm like, 
just give yourself space and compassion. Mm. You know, I believe it to be there and I think we can absolutely find the gifts in our experiences and, like, don't put, like, you've got to, like, (laughs) in a way I'm, like, lovingly you've kind of got to ride the initiation that is grief and be with the feelings and all of that stuff. Like, the gold will come from it. And, like, don't put that pressure on yourself to immediately, like, transform it into something amazing but like to your point you know I'm 13 nearly 14 years into this journey of intense grief and oh my god like I'm you know I I don't share this publicly I haven't yet because I feel like it can well maybe people wouldn't fully understand but I am deeply grateful Mm. for this of course, if I could have my way and bargain with life, I would have my mum back only if she could be healthy and well. Like she was, she was like the quality of life, the trajectory of life and where she was at beforehand was not, was, uh, you know, I, it's not something that I want to see or experience in her, right? But yeah, of course, if I could change things, I would. But the thing is with this stuff you fucking can't and that's like the hardest part of it because we try the bargain we try that but that just keeps you in a loop and it's like working through the grief and working through the emotion and starting to then move beyond that point I think opens us to finding that grief that gratitude and gratitude, yeah. And goal. Yeah. yeah totally agree I love how we just went deep real quick <laughs> it's, we only we all experience the thing is my grief even if your grief is from an outside perspective seems more hectic if you were to compare it, but then how we feel is almost to the same degree because we haven't experienced anything worse yet. Yeah. To compare it to. So we all have gone through our layers of grief. So actually this is really, I'm like, this is really cool. Kim, choose your fucking words right. Um, Maybe I should have made that coffee. (laughs) It's Uh, crazy. This is cool because what I want to ask is uh, how did you use that grief? Because I think so many people feel like they can't use, they don't see grief as a superpower. They don't, they feel like it's only hindering their success. It's only stopping them. It's keeping them, like they're trying to push, you know, the corks underwater and they're just constantly Mm -hmm. trying to do that. How has your grief allowed you or how have you used your grief to, you know, working for yourself, chasing your dreams, creating Mm -hmm. the the cliche creating the dream life not working for the man doing it what you want to do being Mm. a full expression of yourself with no fucks given we're both 31 and I feel like we're at that age now usually people at this age only just start to want to self-express and I know you've been doing it for a lot longer so tell us how you use that grief to your use that grief to your advantage yeah no don't (laughs) I totally get what you mean and, like, I don't feel anything about it. And I think we've just got to, you know, I, I'm fucking so here for sensitivity around grief and also, like, sometimes you sort of, like, say the thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I think to your point, like, it is so relative. Like, I've had people say, like, oh, what I've experienced is not as bad as you or whatever. And I'm like, it's not that at all. Like, it's still so real for you. Like, if you've only ever lost, like, your pet bird, well, you're going to be experiencing like similar grief right like in your body like in your experience that's all you know that's your reference point um and yeah I it you know I'm glad we're talking about this because 
grief is literally something that we all experience and yet there is no conversations about it. Yeah. Well, there's nothing like, and not that you, I mean, not that you can probably, I think more conversations and I think, oh God, I'd love to write a book on it from my own perspective or just something, something that I would have liked when I was 17 to like just understand what to expect because societally it's like, oh, two weeks and you're done, you know, between the death and then the funeral, like, like, okay, move start, on. like yeah, yeah. Like, you know, get back to it kind of thing. And I didn't realise I was signing up for like probably a lifelong journey working through this so um but yes to your question using this to my advantage oh my god this is such a great question um I think there's so many ways I think firstly I've always felt like a sensitive human but I think this like blew me wide open you know I was 17 so I think maybe it's a bit teenager of me like you know not wanting to say I love you not wanting to cry in front of people being quite like closed off and then this experience just well there was no fucking holding anything back I was a wreck like constantly in front of people but also made me realize you know like the last time I saw my mum we were still fighting it's kind of like I've always seen it in movies and it's been like my worst nightmare but I don't feel anything about it now but for a period of time it was like reconciling that the last time we spoke you know, I like half ass said, yeah, like fucking whatever, love you. And, like, yeah. off. and so I think this experience made me realise like none of this like weird human stuff that gets in the way of saying what we actually feel about people matters. Like say the thing, apologise, say I love you. Like, and I don't always like I say this and I'm not still human, I still have my moments of vulnerability or like holding back, but it really did teach me to embrace that and get comfortable with telling people that I love them even if they didn't reciprocate or they were like, oh, this is, you know, with all my friends around that age too, it was like, this is a lot. Like we were kind of saying like, I love you like a friend still back then. So Illy, didn't we? Was that our generation? Was that the generation after? (laughs) Illy, that memory just came up. Yeah, writing that out to people. Um, So I think that, I think the sensitivity to I just think it's sensitivity of emotions that I carry has been really powerful it's powerful in the work that I do now and I think the depths that I've gone to in reconciling this um means that I can hold really fucking deep spaces for people in photo shoots with me and just like this permission for them to be however and there's like I genuinely feel and I've had lots of different experiences and nothing has wavered me. Like I gen- gen- genuinely feel I could meet anyone with any experience and just like hold that solidly for them because I know what it's like to have something so big and intense that you tell people about it and they run away and then you're holding their emotions. And yeah, yeah. They're having a reaction to it, you know. So I, I feel like that's a gift. I think so mum really struggled with her mental health throughout probably most of my life really um and it was probably a lifelong thing that she struggled with silently um it was depression she was then diagnosed with bipolar but essentially you know looking at her journals and stuff now I can see these dreams I can see this creativity I mean she was quite creative but there was so much untapped and unexpressed and there was really so much suppressed within her 
So I think for me now, like it is the greatest guidepost in like, I'd rather feel the pain of other people judging me for my fullest expression than the pain of suppressing my expression. Yeah. And that's why, like, I mean, it's been a journey. Like (laughs) I met someone recently and they're like, oh, you've just always had coloured hair and been this loud and like loud in maybe colour and presence. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it's been baby steps over time. But, you know, the older I get to, like 31, mum was 37 when she died. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, I don't feel like putting myself under duress and be like, time is running out. But also like being conscious of the time that I have here yeah hopefully it's for many many decades to come to an an old biddy but it's like do the things now and take the action now I think we like get desensitized because we hear life is short and we hear these stories happen to people and we're like we know life isn't guaranteed but we kind of go okay cool like I'm just gonna go back to my shitty job and like be treated like shit here and like deal with this bullshit or do the things I don't want to do and I'm like fuck that yeah oh this is where I had something I wanted to say, but then I was like so immersed in listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wanted to say, guys, if you're listening, wait, listening to this right now, don't go back to your shitty job if you want to make change. Like you don't have to like quit straight away if it's going to cause you complete stress, but make a plan. Yeah. Make action. yeah. Um, this is where I see like from this perspective, looking at this, like if like with your grief, my grief, if anyone's grief, like if you you can use it, you can learn so much from it. <clears throat> Vulnerability is our greatest strength. We hear it all the time. And it's when it comes from a business point of view and you're selling because business is about selling, turning a profit, helping people, so on. The more vulnerable we are, the more we are connected in, the more that our client feels heard and understood and helped, the more successful we are as business owners. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way we can have that connection is, like how much pain have we needed to go through to be able to understand it and hold space? Mm. I I feel like a big message in this episode for everyone listening is if you have grief like or some kind of pain, don't suppress it and feel like you have to be all plus, 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 positive, positive to succeed. Like that pain is literally like the key to your success. It's but, such a huge connection point. You know, yeah. it's a powerful way of letting people in and I think of so many moments in my life where there's other things that I've experienced that you know haven't publicly shared and I've shared in a one-on-one setting with someone you know I've felt the heat of the moment and I've shared vulnerably and openly and I've kind of you know like I think it's about holding ourselves and and being like not having the expectation of anyone else on the internet or in person to to hold us like it's holding ourselves first I've had moments when I'm like, I've just said the thing and I'm like, oh, you know, I fully trust. And I'm always met. I'm always yeah. met in the reciprocal vulnerability. Someone goes, oh, fuck me too. That happened to me or something similar. Or, wow, like, thank you so much. I felt so alone with X, Y, Z. It's the same thing I've seen online. And I think there's, you know, I I get conflicted at the moment because I've done not done vulnerability, but I've just shared, like I've shared openly as I do now, I've shared like this online for years. And, you know, there's different conversations now around people using that to manipulate in their marketing or, you know, like, and I just think don't wreck the good things for people because I think this is 
needed like this kind of connection point because really like business to me is about community and yeah. to build communities to build trust and build relationships and a, a part of building relationships is to be open exactly that's um, a whole another that topic is it's just someone else is just trying to grab on to something and make turn it shit the thing is this is what i've learned everything in life is a manipulation it's the intention behind it so we are brought up thinking manipulation is bad if i want to do something for myself like i need to manipulate myself i need to convince myself to do, like it's not a bad th- if i i'm literally in coaching it is if you look at it this way just to neutralize the word manipulation if i need to help you see the gift in your pain or to help you you know you use the word reconcile i use the word equilibrate like balance out emotions there's a manipulation process because we have to get your brain thinking differently but there's nothing wrong with that if it's a healing process or if it's a transformation for oh anyone and if you listen and you think manipulation is a bad word you're just being manipulated to think that Mm. that Mm. like coming back to that place of reality right totally but that's the thing people want maybe it's the people who have uh, we're totally going on a tangent but the people who are coming online and saying like oh vulnerability and manipulation they've probably been the people building business or whatever it is without using vulnerability but they've spent a lot of money on marketing and still fucking manipulation and all that whatever <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is you can just blow it out of the water no matter what their argument is i mean yeah pretending to have your shit together and like life is perfect is also a form of manipulation really so it's I not mean, a new way though and this is what i love about social media it gives people a platform to express themselves and another thing is the closer you are to your true self the more the less people are gonna more people are gonna like you like the more you try and people please mm. you are yourself the more you are yourself you're gonna have a, a greater percentage of people fucking love you but you're also gonna have a greater percent of people percent of people be triggered the fuck by you and be like no nah, not my person and that's that's part of it but then you have to deal with like if you want that depth of expression you have to deal with the other side yeah yeah it. like it's I, a part yeah. of and I think this is like watching you and a big key to your success is that you've had to learn to not give a fuck because otherwise you you would be holding on to so much pain which isn't fair on you or fair on the people that you're trying to help yeah and 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 for what like then I come back to my original point like life is just too short yeah literally (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's exactly oh like bam (laughs) (laughs) well um gosh I don't even know how long we've been talking for now but there was I was gonna ask you another question too but I love this well tell us because we've talked a lot about the pain Mm -hmm. and how you had to like go through the trenches and get through the pain share some wins like share the other side like what have you been able to create like I want to brag I want you to brag about yourself because no one does it enough oh we don't you know just like that constant not constant but the moment like right now I'm like oh yeah cool like I feel a bit of discomfort oh interesting because my work centers around people really like taking up space and bragging about themselves and owning that so thank you um, you know what? I'm just like the biggest thing I celebrate is that I'm still here and I'm still alive, and not only alive but like thriving, because 
yeah, like lately particularly I've been having these moments of like, you know, once upon a time I thought maybe life could be like 1% of what I'm experiencing now. That's when I was like first grieving. I was like, I don't see a way out of this. I think life is just going to be like black forever. Yeah. And yeah, to be here now in like so much joy and so much magic, like it is beyond anything I ever imagined after that time. So I'm just celebrating firstly to be alive and to be human. And, you know, I, I, I celebrate the fucking work I've done in creating a business that is successful. You know, like my brain wants to kind of trick me out of saying that word, but the fact is it is successful because it's here and I'm still doing it four and a half years later, full time, survived the first two years of business, survived two years of a fucking pandemic. Like we're still fucking going strong. We're still not here. And, and it's getting better and bigger. And the art that I'm making is like beyond anything I ever thought that I would be making. And you know, to be an international photographer where people hire me to travel now overseas and pay me to do so, like, that's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I've photographed it's probably nearly like 700 people in the last wow. four and a half years. That's cool. So yeah, I'm celebrating like each person that I've gotten to meet and have experiences with and how I've grown and what I've learned from each person, each shoot, each moment in time. Um yeah, and I'm just I'm celebrating that mum's legacy gets to weave through what I'm doing, you know, like yes, I've experienced the loss of her, but you know, it really does feel like we're hand in hand with so much of what I'm doing and, and so much like I'm I'm doing what I want to do and I'm doing it for me, but I know there's parts of what I'm doing that I'm doing it for her as well, underneath that, you know, like photography, she was an amateur photographer using film, working her magic in that way. And it's like so fucking cool that I get to be a photographer now and I'm making a name for myself as a photographer too. Like what the fuck? Like when I started, I was like, hopefully I get enough clients, you know, yeah. like hopefully I have 50 clients a year or something and I can like make ends meet and to be at this level where people are like, oh, you're on my vision board to work with you. And I'm like, wow, that's fucking epic. I love that. Yeah. Now, how's that for a goal? How's that for a vision to be on someone's vision board? Well, you wouldn't even think that. No, and it, you yeah. just like I wouldn't have even thought, you know, four and a half years ago that um, I would have like the connection to people or the community of people around me, which has been the greatest gift throughout this whole journey. Yeah, actually insane. Yeah. And I guess, and to put it into perspective, when it, to wrap it all up, I'm like, if your mum didn't leave and she was still on the survival train, probably on the medication, just keeping her, you know, like that, would you be doing what you're doing now? Would you be helping people to the degree you're helping people now if she yeah. was still? I I would say I highly doubt it because because it was... caught up helping her, not caught up helping you. That would be your focal point. You'd be no, like, he... I can't break away. I've got to be here for mum. And you would want to be, even though she would deep down be like, go fucking do your thing, Sapphire. Like go make something of yourself. But there would be this this attach this attachment. Totally. She's allowed. <clears throat> Gosh, throat going crazy. 
can't even talk. This is hilarious. I'm like laughing at myself. Um, <laughs> what is going on? You got what you're picking up when I'm putting down. Yeah, I mean, I think like my life would have looked so different had mum still be here. And this is why I'm grateful because like, yeah, I'm grateful that she doesn't have to experience life like that. Like her experiencing like the mental hospital here in Brisbane, I don't know if you meant to call it that, but whatever that came out of my mouth. But like the psychiatric ward, the psychiatric ward in Brisbane, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, like that's me and my experience and what I saw and what I experienced with her visiting her every day, that's not healing. That's that's just a fucking holding room. Yeah. And that's not like, yeah, that is not learning to thrive again and learning to like adapt to life. And so, yeah, you know what? I'm really fucking glad she doesn't have to go through that. And I'm really fucking glad I don't have to go through years of grief because like when things first started getting crazy, she went missing for like a day. And it was at that point that my grief started. Yeah. Like that's when I like that's when I lost mum. Yeah. And then six months later, when she did die, like, you know, that was like the formal loss. So yeah, I'm I'm grateful that it wasn't a prolonged thing because I don't think I would have had the energy, the mental capacity. I would not be creating the life that I have now. A hundred percent. And all those people that you've helped with your photography and your business and what it is you do, like they wouldn't have gotten that experience in life and I think a big message here is and I can speak from this because I had that big rude awakening last year when we had that loss is um no it's just like left my brain mum brain is I hate it <laughs> dumb. I don't like it who invented it mm-hmm. um let me get there let me get there you got this I've got this I've got this you got this <laughs> if it wasn't if we, okay, what I'm trying to say is that we all have our pain, but a lot, a lot of us, and I have been there. I've used the pain because maybe it hasn't, it hasn't been as tragic as a death or something so unexpected and something, something like a big fucking baseball back to the face. Oh. It's been more like the niggling thing. We kind of just suppress it, and we kind of just, as I was saying, like if your mum was still here, would it be like this? It's just like this limbo, gray area, push pull. Mm-hmm. And we, so many of us, and I've been there where we've used spaces like that and we've limited ourselves from our full potential because we've been so consumed by it. And, but we knew that we had to let go. We knew that there's something bigger out there for us. So my message, I think the message in this is if you're in going through some kind of grief and some kind of loss, like it is actually there as, as this huge gift for you to be a bigger expression of yourself, like just go and make the most of it and not just tre- like tiptoe and dip the toe in the water and maybe I could. And then, you know, you get to fucking 50, 60 years old and especially us women, all the wrinkles are kicking in and we're just like, I'm not as young as I used to be and I've lost my time and I'm definitely being dramatic right now. But we don't, <laughs> now I've talked for too long and my point is all the time. I'm the po- person who makes a point but never gets to the point. So. <laughs> I feel like you're wasting time, people. Stop fucking wasting time is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I think too, like if you're in the grips of pain right now, like just allowing yourself to be there and just like don't suppress it. Like let the emotions move and know that there's support and reach out to people. Like I think there's also a sense of like you've got to be proactive when you're in 
the pain. Like I'm like, feel all there is to feel and feel your emotions. Yes, fuck yeah, let that flow. And also like there's a sense of not being addicted to the suffering as well. And there's like sometimes you've got to fucking put your fucking big girl boots on and <laughs> seek the help or say to someone, like say the vulnerable thing of like, you know what, I'm really fucking struggling right now and I need some support. Um, and I think like it's interesting, like my work as a photographer, this like intersection of like art and life, so many people, like everyone tells me they're nervous or awkward in photos, totally fine. Like, like that's okay. I think it's society's relationship to photography as well is shifting. Yeah. It was reserved once for supermodels. It was reserved for then like awkward family photos. It was very like precious because it was film. So it was more expensive and like this real, like your wedding photography, photography was like 30 photos that you like set up, right? Now it's like blast however many you want. Um, and we're using it in different ways as well. It's taking a different form, but like as someone who, you know, I'm lucky to have a lot of film photos of mum, but you know, it's never enough in someone's, in someone's death. And uh, yeah, I did a reel last week and I'm like, you know, take the fucking photo and get in the photo and like, stop talking bullshit about yourself. Okay. Like it's fine to not fully unapologetically 100% love yourself in each moment. Like that's human, I think. But at the end of the day, when business and life fades away, like having these moments and having these keepsakes that tell your story and tell these moments and connect to people is what matters. And I see it all the time with, well, I experience it myself. Like I take photos of myself sometimes and I'm like, you know, like the, the knee-jerk reaction of like, oh, they're trash or I fucking hate them or I'm not vibing them or whatever. Um, but then like months later, years later, I come back to them and I'm like, oh, why did I ever, I was so critical of myself and rejected myself so much. And oh my God, I actually love these photos. And like that moment in time, like, wow, that's what matters because that's what I'm connecting to, who I was then or who I was with then and what we were doing. Yeah, and the emotion, if you can remember, like, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. So all the time. I'm such a, like, I'll catch myself in a photo and be like, I'll notice the the neck rolls and the extra wrinkles and then it's like him. That's what, that's how people see you anyway. You just don't see it because you're not looking at yourself 24-7. Yeah. So get her, that, I, that's helped me get on camera more is like get over yourself but I still get the like I still want to look youthful and then I compare myself to like to think I looked old when I was 25 and now looking back like and look we're 31 people who are older than us are like shut up your babies oh my god like we're gonna be 51 there being like oh my god you fucking idiots like what are you even talking yeah. about I think like I think too the way we see ourselves is like in it's in a different way to obviously or not, maybe not obviously, but it's in a different way to how people who love us see us. Like I think of when I look at all of my friends, my lover, my family, like when I think of people that I love, I'm not thinking about like these surface level fucking exactly wrinkles or wrinkles or lumps and bumps. Like that's just never in my awareness. But when it comes to myself, it's like I go over myself with a fine tooth comb, like, oh, this, 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 this. And it's like, other people, sure, like, like you said, like other people see us like how, however we are, but often if they're like, or maybe some people are awful, but often people that love us like aren't 
people aren't looking at that. People don't give a fuck about that. You know, I'm sure there's photos of mum that she probably wouldn't love that we've got. And I'm like, well, thank God you're in this photo. Yeah. I'm not looking at that. It doesn't matter to me. What matters is that I can connect with you in this visual form. Thank fucking God. This is what I love. I love that you bring this to photography because it is more than just someone like me who's just, I'm not a photographer. So it is just, just snapping a photo where you're like, this is creating art. This is capturing, well, more than capturing a moment because we all hear that, but it's it, you're capturing emotion in that moment. You're capturing like this significance. You're freezing time. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I love, I don't know how we got onto this from our point, but I love it. <laughs> I took us on a little journey there, my bad. I do it all the time. <laughs> well, uh, is there any last words of wisdom that you would love to share? Or... Uh, the only other thing that I did think of before was my, I feel like my creativity has been a gift in my grief, but also uh, a gift to myself to move through my grief. And I can see how I was a very creative child and that was probably like my best friend when things were a little bit tumultuous. So yeah, I'm like, <laughs> deep down beyond my work as a photographer I'm like I just want people to connect more to their creativity because I think it is one of our greatest resources and so untapped because we we think oh I can't paint or draw so therefore I'm not creative therefore I disconnect from that part of myself and yeah what I want to remind people is that it doesn't matter like what you think you can and can't do it's about the process of creating and I think there's I think there's like true magic in that process and magic in like, you know, healing, moving through emotion in ways that, you know, they have like, well, I remember hearing this thing once. It's like if you're having a um, maybe more of an intense conversation with someone or there's a bit more vulnerability or it's like sitting side by side, like being in the car, like that's why you have deeper meaningful in the car sometimes is because you're side by side, you're not face on. I feel like creativity allows us to connect with those maybe tender parts of ourselves in that side on kind of capacity without going, I'm in therapy and that, or I'm like meeting this. Yeah. I'm just being with it and I'm moving with it. So yeah, I would just encourage anyone, especially if you're fucking in it right now, like, Start drawing, start writing, paint, knit, I don't know, macrame, spray paint something, like do a DIY project, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, our current thing is I realise I'm like, where am I being creative? Because I'm a huge creative. I'm a dance dancer. I'm not, I, I don't care for drawing and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I used to think I'm not creative because I'm like, I, don't, I can't draw, but I'm like, I can actually draw really fucking cool stick figures. So, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> but our thing at the moment is we turn everything into song um, and we were doing it before Isla was born but we definitely do it way more and we just turn everything into song I'm like yeah. oh, so creative exactly <laughs> exactly joy and creativity as well I mean I think that's true healing yeah love it love it well thank you so much for sharing everything and some of your first you're like I haven't shared this publicly so thank you for thank being you. able to I'm so grateful that I could hold that space for you like mm-hmm. I love that I can we're on the other side of the country, but I feel like we're right there. <laughs> yeah. We're like touching through to <laughs> Thank you so much. You're the best. Um, I really appreciate this. And um you guys go follow Stefa, go check out her shit, her stuff. Like no, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Oh,
All right. Peace out, homies. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today, babe. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for always coming back and tuning in because you know you're getting epic value. And now I would absolutely love to ask for your support in return. Please take a screenshot. Please share this episode, this podcast on your social media with your friends. Let's get this message out there. And if you would love to, slide into my DMs. Jump into my DMs on Instagram. Ask me anything. Connect. Let me know what you love most about the podcast. Let me know if you have any requests on what you'd love me to talk about. And if you would love to be a part of the free Baby You've Got This community, you can head to the link in the show notes and also the link in my bio through my Instagram. And you can actually sign up for free and join our free community where I'm dropping all kinds of coaching free coaching, free bombs for you to really up level in the way you think, up level in the way you handle your money, your self-worth, all of the things. So thank you so much and I'll catch you on the next session.